You are listening to 90.1 FM, KKFI, Kansas City Community Radio. Stay tuned for the Heartland Labor Forum, radio that talks back to the boss. Welcome to the Heartland Labor Forum, a weekly show of news, information, and commentary by and for the working people of Kansas City. This show is produced by a team of volunteers from a broad range of workplaces and unions. The views expressed on the Heartland Labor Forum are ours and not necessarily those of KKFI or any unions involved. Welcome to the Heartland Labor Forum. Tonight's show is being underwritten by United Steelworkers District 11 and International Union of Painters and Allied Trades District Council 3. The United Steelworkers District 11, representing 35,000 members in the Midwest, protecting worker rights, and organizing the unorganized. We support union-made products. The International Union of Painters and Allied Trades, District Council 3, fighting for working families since 1916. And the Heartland Labor Forum and KKFI thank our underwriters for their support. On tonight's show, you all know the story of Scrooge and Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Tonight, we have a new version from the San Francisco Mime Troupe. It's the Red Carol because it's got class consciousness, just like Dickens intended. And now, the San Francisco Mime Troupe presents A Red Carol. Marley was dead to begin with. That's how this story all the time starts, ain't it? Marley was dead. Me some guy you ain't never heard of and don't give a damn about was dead to begin with. Dead and didn't nobody come to the funeral either. So that tells you two things. Marley wasn't well loved and he was dead to begin with. Marley had been partners with a fella named Ebenezer Scrooge for I don't know how many years. And even Scrooge wasn't too cut up with Marley being dead. And Scrooge, oh, he was a tight, tight-fisted man. A squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covered his old sinner. There's a lot of words to say one thing. Ebenezer Scrooge was a banker. Yeah, I bet you didn't know that. How many times you hear this story never picked up on that? See, Scrooge and Marley ran a counting house, and that's what they called banks in them days. And after Marley died, Scrooge was too cheap to even paint out Marley's name over the door seven years later. So there still was, over the door of their counting house slash bank, Scrooge and Marley. Bob, are you going to tell the story or not? I'm telling it. But when I say Scrooge, y'all just think Ebenezer, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, Scrooge. Once upon a time. Once upon a time. Of all good days of the year, on Christmas Eve, old Ebenezer Scrooge sat busy at work. Grim place if ever there was one. The door to his office was all the time open so he could keep an eye on the guy who kept the books for him, named Bob Cratchit. And while outside, folks were singing Christmas carols, the place where Cratchit sat was cold and hard as a prison cell. Hail you and where do you come from? Hallelujah. Hail you and where do you come from? Hallelujah. Oh, I'm come from the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm come from the land of Egypt. Hallelujah. 19, 20, 21, 22, hallelujah. 23, 26, 29, 9, carry 2, hallelujah. Oh, I'm bound for the land of glory, hallelujah. Oh, I'm bound for Cratch the- Cratch it. Oh, sorry, Mr. Scrooge. Hallelujah. It's, uh, it's very cold, Mr. Scrooge. Perhaps I could turn the heat up. A little... Turn up the heat. Well, just because you're liberal at home with your own money, burning it, wasting it... I don't have money to waste, sir. Oh, so it's just my money you want to waste. Mr. Scrooge... Not yours, but mine. You misunderstand. Burning through it. I would never... My heat? My money? No! No? You don't want to? To turn up the heat? No, sir. Not cold anymore, are you? No, sir. Then back finishing the notices of foreclosure. Have you done the paperwork on Mrs. Clyburn? Just getting to it, Mr. Scrooge. Just getting to it. 
I heard she's been very sick, Mr. Scrooge. She wasn't too sick to borrow the money. Sickness shouldn't delay her paying it back. Or perhaps she can get well while in debtor's prison. A Merry Christmas, Uncle! Bah, humbug. Now that's a word people don't use no more. Humbug. But any of y'all know what humbug is? Hmm? Man, you hear it every Christmas on commercials, TV specials, don't know what the hell it means. A humbug is a hustle, a racket. What we nowadays call con game, in them days, they called a humbug. Christmas a humbug? You don't mean that. Oh, nephew Fred. Come to borrow money, I suppose. I want nothing from you. And I've never asked you for anything. I just came to wish you a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. What reason have you to be merry? You're poor enough. (laughs) What reason have you to be miserable? You're rich enough. Don't be angry, Uncle. What else can I be when I live in such a world of fools as this? What's Christmas time? But a time for finding yourself a year older, but not one hour richer. If I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be cooked with his own goose and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. Uncle! Not like you've ever profited from it. There are many things that have done me good that didn't profit me a penny. Christmas among them. I have always thought of Christmas as a good time. A pleasant time, a kind, forgiving, charitable time. The only time in the long calendar of the year when men and women agree to open their shut-up hearts and see each other, no matter how poor or different, as fellow passengers through life, and not some other race of creatures bound on other journeys. And so, Uncle, though it has never put any money in my pocket, I believe that it has done me good. And will do me good. Yeah, nice little speech. Maybe you should go into politics. Get some of your filthy fellow creatures to vote for you. Don't be like that. Have dinner with us tomorrow. I'll see you in hell first. Uncle, I came here because it's Christmas and I intend on keeping my Christmas spirit. So, Merry Christmas. Humbug. And a Happy New Year! Humbug! Humbug! Merry Christmas to you, Bob. And a merry... (sighs) Good night. A wife and a family to feed. And there he sits, talking about a Merry Christmas. Scrooge and Marley's, I believe. And are you Mr. Scrooge or Mr. Marley? Mr. Marley's dead. He died seven years ago. Seven years ago this very night. Mr. Scrooge, in this charitable season, it's only fitting that those of us who are well off try to raise a fund to help the less fortunate. Less fortunate? Oh, you may not believe it, but in a country rich as ours, millions are still in need of basic necessities. Despite our wealth, millions are hungry and homeless. Are there no prisons? Well, yes. There are plenty of prisons. Uh, The workhouses, they're still in operation. The poor law, still in effect. I wish I could say they were not. The treadmill still turning? You don't know what those are, do you? The treadmill, the poor laws. Every Christmas you hear some actor say it. The poor laws were rules against giving money or food to the poor and hungry. Laws that said they couldn't get any relief except inside a workhouse. Workhouses were prisons the government built for those who couldn't find work, who couldn't pay their debts. A prison for being poor. And where the rules also said, keep us hungry and cold, so the poor wouldn't get dependent on the generosity of the workhouse. The starvation, the beatings, and worse... All for our own good, they said. And since they had free labor, why not put it to use? The treadmill. The treadmill was a giant wheel made of wood and iron used to grind corn and wheat. And to make money for whoever managed the workhouse. The poor were chained to the outside of the wheel. And all day they climbed until their feet and hands are bloody, until their bones were cracking and their throats were raw with screaming. Till we don't care if we get crushed. Till we ain't even human no more. All for our own good. I'm glad to hear of it. 
I was afraid from what you said that uh, something had stopped them in their useful course. Mr. Scrooge, Christmas is when our brothers and sisters feel most destitute. Brothers and sisters. So we're asking those who can afford it, men of means like yourself, to help us raise money for the poor and homeless. What shall I put you down for? Nothing. You wish to be anonymous. I wish to be left alone. My taxes support the organizations I mentioned. Let those who are too lazy to work go there. Many can't go there, sir. Many would rather die. If they would rather die, then they should do it and decrease the surplus population. Besides, how do I even know where this money goes? The money goes to the poor. Uh, oh, so you just skim a little off the top. Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> it's a humbug, isn't it? Helping the poor, more like helping yourself. Mr. Scrooge. That, 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 that's your business, not mine. It's enough for a man to understand his own business and not to interfere with other people's. Mine occupies me constantly. Good evening. But... I said, good evening. <laughs> It's uh, getting a little dark. It's hard to see the figures. Eager to get home, hmm? wife and kitties. Oh, yes, sir. Don't see the profit in them myself. I suppose you'll want the entire day off tomorrow. If it's all right. It is Christmas Day. It's not all right. And it's not fair. If I was to cut the day out of your paycheck, you wouldn't think that all right, would you? But it's all right for me to pay a day's wages for no work. It's only once a year, sir. A fine excuse for picking a man's pocket every December 25th. <laughs> well, see that you're here that much earlier the day after. So Scrooge left the counting house slash bank and started home. It was a cold night and biting, but Scrooge didn't notice. No fire could warm Scrooge, nor winter weather chill him. No wind blew more bitter than Scrooge, cause he was a banker. Get on with it! I am! Anyway, in a doorway on the cold street, a ragged child was singing. Oh, Christmas tree, you stand serene. In winter shroud, you're evergreen. The worker's flag, though his deepest red, it's shrouded oft our martyr dead. Bah! Ah! back! Every year, people think that's funny. Scrooge barks at some kid who's singing for pennies and the kid runs away. Ha <laughs> ha! But for the hungry children walking around in the snow, Carolyn wasn't for fun. Time was big city like this, half the funerals were for kids under 10. Families forced off farms and into cities. Poverty split some kids on their own. They was ignorant and starving and didn't know what else to do. And they died, cold and alone in doorways and alleys, unloved and unremembered. Singing carols, hoping for a few pennies, wasn't about keeping the Christmas spirit. It was about keeping from dying. That's who Scrooge just chased away. <laughs> Scrooge lived in a big old house, used to belong to Marnie, who was dead to begin with. The path to the door was so dark, Scrooge had to feel his way along the wall. But darkness was cheap, so he liked it. But this night, after he found his way through the dark, after he found his key in his pocket, and just as he was putting it in the lock, Scrooge looked up at the big door knocker, as that's the thing they had before doorbells. Now normally, it was just a big brass ring. But as Scrooge looked at it, it changed. Changed into the face of... 
Jacob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> Humbug! The house was cold and empty. A wreck of a building, musty and dusty, and nobody lived in it but Scrooge. A bunch of families could have fit in there, but now he's in there by himself. He made his way upstairs to his bed. The same bed Jacob Marley had died in seven years ago. And got ready to sleep. But then... What? What is that? Who's there? That's better. It's a... It's a humbug, I say. A, a hum... of me. Mark. This, this, this must be a dream. A dream. You don't, you don't believe in me. I, I don't. Humbug. Yeah. <laughs> Man of the worldly mind, do, do you, you believe in me? No. I do. I do. I, I must. I, but, but, Tell me, Jacob, why? Why do you come to me? It is required of everyone during their lives to walk among their fellow men and women, to share their lives. And if one doesn't do so in their life, their spirit is condemned to do so in death and witness those lives they might have shared on earth and turn to happiness. Jacob, why? Why are you chained? Marley's chains. You ever notice how the people who normally tell this story don't ever tell you what's at the other end of those chains? I wear the chains I forged in life. Every Christmas, Marley is clanking around. But they don't want to tell you what he's dragging. I made it link by link and yard by yard. Cash boxes. That's what he's chained to. What he's all the time dragging through the story through eternity. Bank books made of lead, wallets of iron. Because he was a banker too. And your chain was as long as this when I died, Ebenezer. And you've been adding to it ever since. But, but you were always a good man of business, Jacob. Business? Mankind was my business. Charity, mercy, kindness. They were all, all my business. The dealings of our trade were but a drop of water in the vast ocean of my business. Jacob! My time grows short. Hear me, Ebenezer. You have yet a chance of escaping my You were always a good friend to me, Jacob. You will be haunted by three spirits. Is that the chance you spoke of? It is. It is. Then uh, I'd rather not. Without their visits, you cannot hope to avoid my fate. Expect the first tomorrow night when the bell tolls one. Expect the second the next night at the hour of two. And the third the next night when the last stroke of three has ceased to vibrate. Couldn't I take them all at once and then have it over? Come here, Ebenezer. Come and look. No. Ah, Jacob, don't open the window. The cold. Look. And Scrooge saw, down in the alley behind his big empty house, a woman huddled in the snow, singing a lullaby to the baby wrapped in rags she held to her breast. Jacob, I can see 
ghosts, spirits all around the woman. Who are they? They seem tortured and they're, they're chained like you and... Wait, I... I recognize that's... That's Moynihan and Schraff and old Jamie Diamond. I know these men. You should. In life, they were bankers and businessmen like you. But now, they're tormented because they are unable to help this one poor woman and child to finally do some good. But they have lost the power to help anyone to do any good forever. Jacob? Jacob? He's gone. The clock, it struck a quarter past. Half past. A quarter till... One o'clock. And... Nothing. <laughs> I knew it. It was all just a, just a humbug. Ebenezer Scrooge. Ooh, what are you? I am the ghost of Christmas past. Long past. Your past. What brings you here? Your welfare. I think my welfare would be well served with a full night's sleep. Your reclamation, then. Again, I think a full night's sleep would... Come, come with me. me. I'd really rather not. Ebenezer, bear yeah, but a but touch of my hand, hand on your, on your heart, heart, and... Suddenly, the room around them vanished. The city was gone, just darkness. Then, light, cold and clear. Oh, I, I know this place. Scrooge was on a country road, covered with snow. A thousand smells floated through the air, each one connected to a thousand thoughts, a thousand hopes long forgotten. Down this road, that's... that's my old boarding school. Do you remember the way? Remember it. I could walk it blindfolded. But it's empty. Everyone has gone home for Christmas. Not everyone. I know. And Scrooge remembered himself far from home. Remembered how he tried to bury his loneliness in books. How he imagined himself in the South Seas with Robinson Crusoe. At the gates of Damascus with Alibaba. Even Scrooge wasn't always Scrooge. Once he was just a little boy. Ebenezer! It's... Ebenezer? It can't be. Ebenezer, there you are. Your, Your sister. sister. Fanny. Little Fan. I've come to bring you home, Ebenezer. Home, Fan. Home for good and forever. Our father, he's much kinder than he used to be, so I decided to ask him one more time if you could come home. And he said yes. He sent me to bring you home in time for Christmas. And, and she, she brought, brought you home. home. She did. Home. And when, and when she, grew she grew up, up she, she married, married, had, had children. children. One child. Your nephew, nephew Fred. Fred. Dearest Fan. And, and then, then she died. She's... she's dead. Let's, Let's see, see another, another Christmas. Christmas. You know this place? Know it? I was... I worked here for years. My first job, working for old Ebenezer. Ebenezer, where are you? Fezziwig. Yo ho, Ebenezer. No more work tonight. Hurry, hurry. We have to close the desk, shutter up the windows, sweep the floor, and clear space. Space? For what? For what? For what? For dancing, Ebenezer. It's Christmas Eve. Now everyone dance. Together, take a stand. <laughs> there is power, there is power in a land of working folk. When they stand, 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 when they
workers. Proud to live off their own brains and sweat, not live off somebody else's. Used to be, they knew eight for two classes. Us that work in the factories, fields, and offices, and them that owns those factories, fields, and offices. And the sooner us workers are proud to be us and stop trying to be them, the sooner we get together, that's when we'll get and keep what we've been working for. It's proud, it's proud, it is to make people happy. Oh, easy? He spends a little money on a party. It wasn't the money. He, he wasn't just a boss. He, he was an employer. He could have made our jobs miserable, but he, he always treated us well, like we mattered. Not just at Christmas, but all year. It doesn't sound like much, but it was worth more than money. Worth more than money? Fezziwig was... he was... He's dead, too. Where... where are we? Who is this? Ebenezer. Don't you recognize the woman you said you were gonna love forever? Belle? You can't deny it. Deny what? Another love has replaced me in your heart. Spirit, no. Not this memory. It's your past. Remember when you said... What other love has replaced you? A golden one. The only thing the world damns more than poverty is someone trying to avoid poverty. You fear the world too much. And you don't fear the world enough. So what if I've become smarter about money? My feelings about you haven't changed. Haven't they? I never said I didn't love her. If we'd never met. Would you fall in love with me now? A girl with no family money, working to pay the bills. You, who weigh everything by profit. I didn't say anything. I thought perhaps my leaving would cause you pain, but... You just marked her down as another unprofitable investment. Goodbye. Spirit. Tell me, Spirit. Is is Belle... Oh, I tell you. She's, she ain't dead. Oh, John, you're freezing. Is it raining? Just started. Guess we'll have to stay in tonight. Think the kids will mind? Christmas Eve at home with us? It'll be tough, but I think they'll survive. How was your day? Oh, fine. Cold. (laughs) Well... I'll take care of that. And where are the kids right now? The next room. Damn. Hey, guess who I saw this afternoon? Who? Old friend of yours. Who? Ebenezer Scrooge. Ebenezer? Through the window of his office. Christmas Eve. Nowhere else to go, I guess. So, do you mind staying in tonight? Like Ebenezer? (laughs) Not exactly. Mm. I'll lock the door. These are shadows of things that have been. They are what they are. No. And cannot be changed. Leave me alone. What you complaining about? It's your past. You had your chances, made your money. One like you was digging ditches. You wasn't slaving away on the docks or working in a field or in an office till your fingers bled and still, still, you couldn't make enough scratch to feed you. To feed a son who's starving. You have a son? You don't care. But... <laughs> What's that? The next ghost. But I didn't hear the clock strike two. You're listening to the San Francisco Mime Troops' Red Carol here on the Heartland Labor Forum. Oh, yeah. better. I am the ghost of Christmas present. You've never seen anything like me before, have you? No. (laughs) Never seen any of my older brothers and sisters? I think I'd remember that. 
Do you have many brothers and sisters? <laughs> Over 2,000! That's a lot of Christmas presents. You, uh, you must have an enormous tree. Uh, see, see what I did there? I got it. Christmas presents? Yeah. Christmas presents. I got it! Okay. Ebenezer Scrooge. Yes. It is time for us to go. Touch my robe. I beg your pardon? Touch my robe. Oh, isn't there some other way to... Just touch the damn robe! He... This is... That's my clerk, Bob Cratchit. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, everybody. Where... Where's Martha? Oh, she couldn't get off work, so she's not coming. Couldn't get off work? Our daughter has to work on Christmas Day? Where does she work? Her boss must be some kind of heartless motherfucker. Here I am. Martha! It was just a joke, and I couldn't stand to see you look so sad. Or watch you cuss in front of Tiny Tim on Christmas morning again. Merry Christmas, Martha! And how did Tim behave at church, Bob? As good as gold. And better. I hope people saw me there with my crutch on Christmas morning. Why? Because it might remind them that no amount of praying can replace an adequate health care system. My tiny activist. He's, uh, he's getting better, isn't he? Getting stronger every day. Yes, Bob. Of course he is. Now come, come sit down. Don't worry, there's plenty. Stuffing, a Christmas pudding, and a goose. A goose. That always sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? Each year, you hear this poor family talk about a Christmas goose like it's a great thing. Goose is cheap and thin and stringy, not like turkeys. But it was the best a poor family could afford. And Christmas pudding, it isn't what you think. It's just a lump of cheap dough, steamed. If they're lucky, maybe some raisins, a sliver of meat in it. And the steaming Christmas punch you see us drinking each year? What do you think's in it? Milk and juice were for the rich. And the water was filthy, with cholera and typhus. So what did poor families give their children? Gin. That's what the little kids are drinking on Christmas morning. Hot gin punch. Hooked them young, tore up their livers and their minds, but it was better than nothing. So why is it? Each time you see or hear this story, why does this poor family seem so happy with Christmas dinner? Because this is the one night in the whole year we might not leave the table hungry. And to be a mother? To look at those eager faces so thin and underfed, and the crippled son who isn't tiny because he's young. Spirit. What is wrong with the child? His illness is poverty. His thinness is poverty. His lameness is poverty. See that Tim eats plenty. He, he must get tall and well. He must. Now sit down. Sit down, everybody. Spirit, please. Will tiny Tim live? What difference does it make to you? After all, if he's going to die, he should go ahead and do it. No. Die! And decrease the surplus population. Spirit. <laughs> surplus population? It may be that in the sight of heaven, you are less fit to live than millions like this poor man's child. You think you are so much better because you are so much higher. But you are like a fat insect on a leaf saying, there's too much life among your hungry brothers in the dust below. And now a toast. To Mr. Scrooge. Bob? Mr. Scrooge? That squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping? Hey! Well, it would have to be Christmas Day for me to drink the health of the likes of him. Come with me, Ebenezer. Where are you taking me now? Deep in the earth where miners work. But they know me. Deep in our hearts are black, white, green. Red stained with blood for liberty. It ship a thousand miles from home. In every land we love its place. Black and white all sing its praise. All workers, all humanity. 
who go from field to field harvesting food they could never afford. But they know me. No! This doesn't make sense. If you love the poor, why do you make them miserable? What? You say you want to help them, ease their suffering, but you lie. You act all benevolent this one day, but the rest of the year, your priests and your ministers spread your message that suffering is the way to redemption. That is not our message, and they are not our messengers. The only ones who benefit from suffering are those who inflict it on others for their own profit and power. But they preach your gospel. They preach for themselves. For their passion, their pride, their hatred, envy, bigotry, and their own selfishness. They do not speak for us. They do not even know us. Charge their preaching to them, not to us. Now come. my nephew's home. He told me he wouldn't come to dinner because Christmas is a humbug. I don't know why you invite him to a Christmas dinner every year. He's just an odious, stingy, unfeeling, squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping. Seriously? Why do I invite him? Because he's my mother's brother. Fan! And because I feel sorry for him. Sorry for me? And I'm going to give him the same invitation every Christmas whether he likes it or not. Squeezing, Squeezing, wrenching, wrenching, grasping, grasping, scraping, clutching. All right already. To Uncle Scrooge. He wouldn't take it from me in person, but here it is anyway. A A Merry Merry Christmas Christmas and a Happy happy New New Year. And and you, uh, a Merry... (sighs) Ebenezer, my time is at an end. Our spirits' lives, so short. Mine is very short. It ends tonight. Spirit, before you go, hidden under your robe, I see a hand, a claw. Oh, so now you can see them. What do you mean? They've been with us all this time. With us? They are always with us. In hungry. scowling. Who? Who are they? This boy is ignorance. This girl is want. Beware them both, but most of all beware this boy, for on his head is written doom. But why are they like this? Because men like you want them like this. Angry. Hungry. So scared of everything. Scared of each other, they'll believe anything, even that they brought their own oppression on themselves. We're poor because we're lazy. We're hungry because we're stupid. And men like you have fooled them into attacking anyone who tells them the truth. There's money enough to feed the hungry. Is is that true? You aren't hungry because you're lazy. You don't have enough because other folks have too much. No, that's not true. The rich are rich because we are poor. We work so hard so they don't have to work it all. No, no, he's a, he, he's a, he's a, a socialist. A socialist? He's preaching class warfare. Men like you get them to cling to their ignorance. Free education is the key to freedom. And what do you say? Yes, yes, D- tell us what to do. We must privatize education. Public schools are the breeding grounds of Antifa. And when they do finally see through your lies, when they stand up to you and fight. We want justice. We, the working people, made this country. And we, the working people, have to take it back. Whose streets? Our streets. This is... Whose streets? Our streets. Stop it. Whose streets? Our streets. This is anarchy. You tell them the most important thing is order. Move along and shut up. Or you're all under arrest. This is the world you made. All you've left them is anger. What? But can't something be done? Are there no prisons? No prisons. Are there no workhouses? No workhouses. Are there no prisons? Are there no workhouses? No prisons. No workhouses. No prisons. No
You. Are you the ghost of Christmas yet to come? Spirit, I fear you most of all. But I know you are here for my own good. Take me where you will. This place. All right, how does that go? We will sing one song of the meek and humble slave, the hard-handed son of the soil. He is toiling hard from the cradle to the grave, but the master reaps the profit from his toil. A pawn shop. Why have you brought me here? Organize, all oh workers. Come organize your might. Then we'll sing one song of the workers standing strong. Dignity and love. Lord, what a sight. What you singing, Joe? Song from my childhood, darling. Song from my childhood. Now, what have you brought me? Wait till you see what I brought you, Joe. Well, look who's here. The cook. I got kids to feed, same as you. And the undertaker as well. Perhaps I should come back. I ain't condemning. I may have cleaned his house for seven years. If he wanted to keep his stuff after he was dead, the wicked old screw should have been nicer when he was alive. Then he'd have had somebody to look after him when he was struck with death, instead of lying there gasping out his last alone by himself. Let's see what you got. Undertaker first. One set of cufflinks. Cheap. One silver pen. Dry. One watch. Stopped. I'll give you five for the lot. Damn. Cook's turn. Spoons. Plates. (gasps) Towels. I even got some old Boots. Old is right. Old hard leather. Just like them. (laughs) (laughs) Eight and a half. I always give too much to the ladies. It's a weakness of mine. Joe! Ask for another penny and it's seven. And now... Will you see what I brought? Ta-da! What the hell are those? Bed curtains! What the hell are bed curtains? He had them hanging around his bed. Was he doing something unusual in there? Sheets? Covers? And look at this silk shirt. Not a hole in it. They'd have wasted it. How? Would have buried him in it. You stripped the clothes right off his dead body? Why not? It's just fair. He all the time talked about profit while he was alive. I think he'd be happy knowing somebody profited from him being dead. (laughs) (laughs) I understand, Spirit. A greedy man, a a selfish man. It could almost be me before the lessons I've learned tonight. But does no one have any tender feelings when a man like that dies? What are you doing out of bed? You aren't well enough. I have to get to work. You need to rest. But the mortgage... It's... That's Mrs. Clyborne, isn't it? I have to work. He's dead. Dead? Died last night. But what about our debt? Transferred to another bank. And by the time it's all worked out, we'll have enough money for the payment. I shouldn't be happy hearing about his death. But forgive me. I am. (laughs) Now you have to get back in bed. She must have another creditor besides me. After this night... After what I've learned from you spirits, I could never be so heartless. But spirit, please, is there no sorrow connected to death in this future of yours? Bob? It's nice, Bob. It's a nice place. Can't afford much of a funeral, but at least the spot is nice and green. He'd liked it. Oh, no. 
I promised him we'd visit every Sunday. My little child. Oh, my little, little child. Oh, tiny Tim. He's, he's, he's... I'm so sorry. You don't care. None of y'all care about us. You sit up there, you sit in your offices, you look down on us working, down on us cold, down on us starving, and you tell yourself, well, this is the way it is, the way it's always been. Some get rich, some get poor, some live, some... Oh, my Tim. I shoulda, oh, I shoulda. You, you did the best you could. I did nothing. I went to work. I paid my bills. I watched my son starve to death. And I did nothing. I should have. What? People always think this story is about you. Just you. The one evil man. And if you change, everything's different. The whole world has been transformed. But it ain't about you. It's about us. And how we let ourselves get infected with your ideas, your greed, your lies, letting you turn our government into a casino, listening while you say day after day that profit is the new God, and us not standing up and shouting, no! Instead, we help you kill us, kill our planet, kill our kids, kill my... I helped you kill my... It ain't about you. It's about us. Spirit, this... This is a graveyard. Why are we... What's this you're pointing at? A tombstone. Covered in weeds and forgotten. Why are you showing me this? What does it say? Ebenezer Scrooge. So, the man whose death only brought happiness, who was just a memory of selfishness. Why show me this? Everyone dies. Not everyone dies unloved, alone. Spirit, please tell me, this future you've shown me, are, are they shadows of things that will be? Or shadows of things that might be? No, Spirit, no! I'm not the man I was. I've changed, Spirit. I've changed. I will live in the past, the present, and the future. The spirits of all three stay with me. Tell me it's not too late. Please, please tell me that I may change this future with an altered life. It's not too late. Tell me I can wash away the writing on this stone. I promise. I promise. I promise. I promise. What? What's this? It's a. It's my bed. My bed. Where? I'm home. In my own bed. In my own room. Home. This dusty old house. My bed curtains, they're not torn down. They're here. I am here. I'm alive. And and, and, and I remember. I, I will live in, in the past, the present, and the future. Christmas time be praised. <laughs> I, I don't know what to do. I'm as light as a feather. I, I'm merry as a schoolboy. I, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what month it is. I, I don't know how, how long I've been among the spirits. I, I don't know anything. I'm, I'm quite a baby. 
I don't care. I'd rather be a baby. Ah, ah, that's the door. The ghost of Christmas past came through. That's where the ghost of Christmas present sat. And there's the window where Jacob's ghost showed me. Living in a shack is your life made up of misery. Then dump the bosses off your back, off your back. <laughs> hey, you down there. What's today? Today? Christmas Day. Christmas Day. I haven't missed it. The spirits have done it all in one night. Well, of course they did. They can do anything. The who can do what? Listen, do you know the butcher shop around the corner? Yes. <laughs> what an intelligent boy. A remarkable boy. Tell me, do you know if they sold the prize turkey that was hanging in the window? The one as big as me? What <laughs> a delightful boy. Yes, yes, the one as big as you. It's still there. Wonderful! I want you to go and buy it for me. My mom says I'm not supposed to talk to crazy people. Do I sound crazy? Well... Do I look crazy? Well... <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Here! Catch! Is that your wallet? Yes! Now, I know you're crazy. Absolutely insane! <laughs> but, 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 but I still want you to buy that turkey and bring it here and... You keep the change for yourself. But... It's a Christmas present. A Christmas present? For me? Yes. For you, dear, dear boy. All for you. Yes, sir. I'll be back in a minute. And Merry Christmas! And a Merry Christmas to you! I'll send the turkey to Bob Cratchit. It's twice the size of Tiny Tim. <laughs> oh, I, I don't have the right to be so happy. <laughs> but I can't help it. A Merry Christmas to everybody. And a Happy New Year to all the world. Merry Christmas. And a Merry Christmas to you, Mr... Scrooge? You! From yesterday! Oh, raising money for the poor! Oh, I hope you succeed. Well, t times are difficult. Oh, allow me to help! Please! You must allow me to- Okay, okay! Yes, yes, now, now, now have the goodness to accept it. Oh, <laughs> I gave my wallet to a little boy in the street. You gave your wallet? Checks! I have checks! Mr. Scrooge, are you serious? Not a penny less. A lot of back payments are included. And uh, oh, Merry Christmas. Scrooge walked the streets, watching the people as if he'd never seen them before. Because he hadn't. Children and parents, workers and businessmen. He talked to shopkeepers and sat with the homeless. Everything, everything made him feel alive. He'd never dreamed that a walk, a simple walk, could be so wonderful. But on this walk, on this Christmas day, he was sharing the world with his fellow men and women for the first time. And by that afternoon, by accident or design, he found himself in front of his nephew's house. He passed the door a dozen times before he had the courage to go up and knock. Scrooge! And if being with people in the streets had made Scrooge happy earlier, being with his family was beyond words. They talked and danced and sang. Scrooge had decades of solitude to make up for, but he was early to the office the next morning. He wanted to catch Bob Cratchit coming in late, and he did. Cratchit was a full eight and a half minutes late. Cratchit? What do you mean by coming here at this time of day? I'm very sorry, sir. I'm a little late. Are you? Yes. Yes, I think you are. It's only once a year, sir. It won't happen again. Now, I'll tell you what. I am not going to stand this sort of thing any longer. And therefore... <laughs> and therefore... I am going to raise your salary! 
<laughs> Mr. Scrooge? Oh, oh, Merry Christmas, Bob. Bob, 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 Bob. But can I call you Bob? Yes, Mr. Scrooge. Scrooge? Scrooge. It sounds odd, doesn't it, Bob? Uh, Mr. Scrooge? It sounds so, I don't know, squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, and covetous. Don't you think? Well, Scrooge. <laughs> oh, call me Ebenezer. But, Mr. Scrooge. Call me Ebenezer! Ebenezer! A Merry Christmas, Bob. A merrier Christmas, Bob, than I have given anyone in a long time. I, I want to help you and your family. I do. My family? I do. But, but plenty of time for that. First, is it just me, or whew, is it cold in here? It's freezing. Why didn't you just say something before? I mean, am I supposed to read your mind? Turn up that heat. Bob, 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 bob. I want you to turn up the heat before you dot another I, Bob Cratchit. And Scrooge, <laughs> Ebenezer, was better than his word. He did it all and more. He became as good a friend and as good a man as the good old city knew. Or any other good old city in the good old world. Bob, I have an idea. We'll reorganize the bank into a credit union. Some people laughed to see the change in him. Free checking! But he let them laugh. His own heart laughed, and that was enough for him. And it was always said to him that he knew how to keep the spirit of Christmas all year if any man on earth did. Of course, just one guy having a change of heart don't mean all that much. But I guess it's a start. At least he tried. And may that be truly said of us. Of all of us. So raise the scarlet standard high. Beneath its folds we'll live and die. With unity our path is clear. We'll keep the red flag flying. Merry Christmas! A Red Carol is based on A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens and was written and directed by Michael Gene Sullivan, featuring traditional music with additional lyrics and arrangement by Daniel Savio. Strings by Patrick Byers. Percussion by David Rokish. Keyboards by Daniel Savio with additional mandolin by Amos Glick. Audio engineering and sound design by Taylor Gonzalez. A Red Carol featured Mike McShane as Scrooge, Michael Jean Sullivan as Bob Cratchit, Felina Brown as Mrs. Cratchit, Andre Amaradico as Fred, Lisa Hori Garcia as Belle, Amos Glick as Fezziwig, Jerry and Monroe as the ghost of Jacob Marley, Keiko Shimasato Carrero as the ghost of Christmas past, Wilma Bonet as the ghost of Christmas present, and Milo Carter Daniels as Tiny Tim. You've been listening to the San Francisco Mime Troops' Red Carol. Tune in next week to the Heartland Labor Forum. Our show is The Border Crossed Us by Justin Akers Chacon and Why Does Labor Law Exclude Farm and Domestic Workers? Stay tuned for the Thursday night special. It's Rhythm and Soul Radio. listening to the Heartland Labor Forum, a show by and about workers, our workplaces, and our labor movement. We are radio that talks back to the boss. And you can talk back to us, too. Send us your feedback, your workplace stories, news, and ideas for shows to Heartland Labor Forum, KKFI, at gmail.com. Our website, where we archive shows and post our upcoming ones, is heartlandlaborforum.org. The views expressed on this show are ours and not necessarily those of KKFI or any of the unions involved. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 or to our rebroadcast Friday mornings at 5 right here, 90.1 FM, KKFI.